0: Welcome back to Straight Out of Marvels. It's your host, Kevin27, and back with another fire episode. And today we have the 28 things I missed the first time I seen the Marvels. So it is time to take you higher, further, and faster with a more in- depth review so let's get the sweet nothings out the way please like comment on this video subscribe on the channel and please turn on that notification bell at kevin27world and also five star rate me on apple Podcasts and spotify and please follow me on spotify at straight out of marvel let's get into the video so this video will be a spoiler zone and also these notes that i took was like it will be in chronological order but sometimes we'll just uh jump out and do whatever random stuff let's go ahead and get into it so notice how carol is using the scroll technology to surf her memories that piece of her life is still missing and i think that's fascinating because i mean yeah Okay, even if I could see the memory, I can't feel the memory. I can't smell the memory. You know, like, you can remember smells. You know, so the creep wiping her memories away, yeah, I can see how that will still be such a huge part of her life, even 30 years later. Because this is about 2025, 2026. So it's about 30 years after the original Captain Marvel movie. Okay, next is number two. The movie's visual effects just work so well in 3D. Now, i seen the movie in 3D and standard, and I don't know if it's just my theater, but they only had Captain Marvel in 3D for a lot of showings on Thursday night. I tried to go Friday night. They had one 3D showing at the theater I go to, and it was at like 1 30. I hadn't, I have no idea what that was about. Um, so, yeah, man, Cinemark slacking, but I kind of maybe just it could be, could have been signs of things to come. And also, the IMAX theater next that was planned that uh, is next door to me, it wasn't even playing the Marvels. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going on man it's like this movie was destined to fail but still great movie nonetheless uh but the movie effects i mean in 3d are just amazing i mean and it, it's good in standard as well but in 3d it just puts it to shame because a lot of people are soured on 3d of my age because of going to watch Avatar or not avatar but the last airbender and they was dropping final destination 3d and all kind of 3d this and that and uh i was around when they first went from blue and red glasses to the straight black that we you know use now and um yeah i think those early 3d movies turned a lot of people off but honestly bro 3d is the way to go i mean if unless you see it in imax and honestly imax i mean unless it's imax 3d IMAX is cool, it's a big ass, long you know, you got a big screen but they still be having a black bar so it's not like it's from the floor I mean from the ceiling to the floor on IMAX okay, but yeah, and one scene in particular that really threw me it was at the end when Carol tried to go after Monica, after Monica pulled the sacrifice of the century and tried to uh, save her and after you know the hole got closed up from the other side you know uh carol just you know stood there in shock or floated in space in shock and was just like damn like i really couldn't get her and the way it looks in 3d it was just like like it was so many times in 3d i was like whoa like 3d the way to go especially for the marvels go see it in 3d okay Tarnax is another scroll refugee colony, and this is where peaceful negotiations happen with Darbin, and she explains the Civil War has killed their son and planet that was caused by the Annihilator, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Now, I just brought this up and I wrote it down because I was like, okay, so um, is this before or after Secret Invasion? I'm confused. Because from where I was sitting and what I was watching in Secret Invasion, it seemed like they had nowhere to go. But now you're telling me that these scrolls are on another planet and Mr. Scroll himself is out here doing peaceful negotiations? Where the fuck was you at in Secret Invasion, man? Like, what? utterly confused and yo light up that exotic if you got it pour up that expensive so we can get offensive no expensive today i'm on the cheat for the week but uh i had the expensive yesterday and i recorded this episode yesterday and it didn't it the video recorded the audio didn't i don't know so y'all know i love y'all man because i'm back here second time and i love this movie but yeah i just i thought that was This movie just undid a lot of secret invasion for whatever reason. Like, I don't know what's going on between Marvel, Kevin Feige, and how he's connecting the directors from each show. Like, you know, it has to be in this certain continuity. But I mean, if you just if you didn't watch Secret Invasion, you didn't miss anything, like, you didn't need to watch that for the Marvels. And I get it, it shouldn't be like that. I get it, y'all. But At the same time, come on, what are we doing here? Like, is this a connected universe or not? You know, because I'm start, like, I I don't want to say I'm starting out to think it is because of course it is, but I'm just, I say that because, bro, that just, it just makes zero sense. Like, they have a whole colony on another planet and Talos and, uh, what was his name, Dragic over here acting like Earth the only place y'all could go makes zero sense and they wasn't hiding they weren't in other they were not like in other uh shapes you know they didn't have to shape shift they were being themselves so that j- just made zero sense and um yeah actually that's all i got for that uh next one the first of darwin's plan is to strip tarnax of its air because the air on Hala isn't breathable And this comes after she sees um, Carol Danvers with the rest of the Marvels. And she was like, oh, so you, like we was having peaceful negotiations, which I'm pretty sure this is what she wanted to do anyways. And she was just looking for an excuse. I believe she was going to do this anyways, But she was like, oh, so you brought the Annihilator after we was calling for peace. I'm about to kill all y'all. Like it was too easy for her. Like it was way too easy for her to just, pull that trigger so i'm calling cap on darbin i think she was going to do it anyways and i did want to talk about this because um i was listening to a podcast uh what what are they called uh i think it's called no that's that was a different podcast Uh, i think it's just called mcu podcast or i think it's called the marvel cinematic universe podcast like very simple um i think jeff he's jeff jeff randall is one of the hosts and he said A lot of it just didn't make sense when it comes to the science. And I always laugh at people when they talk about science in superhero movies because, like, bro, none of this, nothing that these ladies do, and, you know, if you were watching, you would see I was holding a cup with the Marvels on it. None of what they do makes sense when it comes to science. So, I mean, like, what what are we talking about here? But a lot of the science kind of, like, it doesn't make sense, but they kind of make it make sense. So I get what he was saying, and he was saying pretty much like, could you imagine a water or a planet? Because it's a planet that they was going to take from, and it's like ninety nine percent water, and you're going to just dump all of that onto your planet with no water. You're going to flood your planet. Like it's not going to just refill the beach. <laughs> like so, yep. You got to give it up to the smart guys or people who even think about that type of stuff. Next one is Nick Fury says, new rule, no more touching shit. <laughs> that was hella funny. And I'm telling you, I went not see it twice. This movie, it killed both times when I have seen it. And that's obviously on account of Monica walking into the Hex twice. That's obviously on account of, um, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, Carol doing what she did, and Monica again touching the glowy thing in space, and that's how they all got entangled and intertwined with their light powers. Uh, the next kid, yo, Carol Danvers, she tried to get it off the Lieutenant Trouble line, and Captain Rambo just let her know, like, yeah, it's it's, it's Captain Rambo now. Like, don't come at me with that bullshit, girl. I ain't seen you in forever. You trying to hit me with Lieutenant Trouble? What? are you crazy (laughs) that was funny that was hella funny so the other half of the quantum band darvin has and it's absorbing carol's powers also while darvin is using her band kamala's lights up as well so honestly i thought that was very interesting i thought that was an interesting point uh, we do see that Darbin is transforming resource uh, resources to Hala through jump points by using the bands. Again, we just talked about that with the science of it. Um, another one, Darbin. Okay, so I wanted to point this out. Darbin to me was a good villain because she was willing to die for her cause and not just rely on her soldiers. And why do I say that? Because one of her like scientist soldiers, yo, they let her know. It was like, yo, you know, like you do know that even with the other band, you can't just take the sun and transfer it here. Like, you can't do that. And she was like, she, or he was like, you'll die if you do that. And she was like, Well, if I have to die, I'll do it. I'll die trying. Like, for my planet, I'm willing to die for that. Yo, she was a leader. That's a leader with the most, like, the utmost respect, like, that's a true leader, you know, so yeah, I I really like Darby, man, she was a really good villain, yo, people were saying she was, like, a phase two villain, I was like, god, y'all are so mean, yo, who was the phase two villains, uh, what's that man, it's Mike Burt, like, uh, (laughs) who was that, I think it was Mickey Rourke, yo, Iron Man 2, I like Iron Man too, shit. When Captain Marvel says, we need to save who we can, it just brings me back to Steve Rogers and the sacrifice that he couldn't make with Vision. You know, I'm just keep it real. This is why Captain Marvel is my captain. Because she is willing to make the tough calls. And I don't think Cap really was unless it involved... Iron Man dying like that was the only time he was willing to make a tough call oh oh, close the portal it's it's over close the portal like damn man you wasn't even gonna try to wait for my mans to come down like what's up with that but anyways I just feel like what he did in Infinity War should just always be called out like I get it everybody like Vision bro he's a fucking robot like that's that's why I don't really I don't really care too much for the whole vision and Wanda shit cause it's like, girl, go get you a man. What the hell? What's wrong with you? Go get some real peen you over here over the Robocop, man, Robocop. Weird as hell to me, but I mean, it's supposed to be weird. I get it. It's supposed to be weird, but I'm just saying. I don't get it. I don't get it with the whole Steve Rogers shit. Because, bro, if that was Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, she would have plucked that shit out of his head just like Thanos did. Get rid of that shit. They even told Iron Man even told uh what's the name? What's his name? Um uh he even told Doctor Strange. So what are we doing with this one? Flush it down the drain or something. Like, bro, what are y'all doing? Y'all could have just got rid of the stones. At least two of them they could have got rid of. But I get Dr. Strange. He's like, nah, it's a time stone. I was meant, I'm meant to protect it. Who was who meant to protect Vision? Come on. They could have, bro, Vision's a robot. Download them into another damn robot. Like, what are we doing? So, yeah. I like that Captain Marvel said that. And That just lets you know, she's the real captain. Like, all that no man left behind bullshit that Steve Rogers trying to, no. And he did make a huge sacrifice, and we're going to get into that later. But I'm just saying, I didn't like that. But I like what Carol Danvers did, what she did. Like, bro, we can't save everyone. We got to save who we can, and let's go. You got to, I respect that. So this is a super nitpick that I have. This is the next one. This is a super nitpick I have. So the King of Scrolls tells Captain Marvel, "We don't need your help anymore," and then immediately uses her help when Valkyrie comes. He was like, "Oh well, we don't have a choice." Nah, keep that energy, buddy. Keep that energy. And I get it. Carol Danvers, she crashed the party. She wasn't supposed to. She made. She made the block hot. Which I'm telling you, I think Darwin would have did what she did anyways. That's what that's kind of the mission she was on. I think she would have, I think she would have done it anyways. But still, you can look at Carol and be like, damn, you always fucking shit up. Like, damn, you always messing it up. So, yeah. Okay, now let's talk about quantum bands because they created every jump point in the universe. And I have this book here arms and armor the highest weapon and technology in the Marvel Universe or the mightiest weapons. I don't know why I said the highest because I'm high. the mightiest weapons and technology in the Marvel Universe. but notice it doesn't have cinematic right here. So let's see where does it differ you know now I didn't write everything down that Carol Denver said obviously. And I believe we're on page 60. So quantum bands, drawing their power from the quantum zone, which I think is the quantum realm, might be the same thing. Yeah, it says, the realm from which all energy in the universe originates, the quantum band or the quantum bands are generally worn by the wielders on the wrist. As with the Nega Bands, the wearer uses their own mental acuity or acuity to channel the Quantum Zone energy in a variety of ways. Wendell Vaughn, a shield agent who donned the bands and became Quasar, Eon's chosen protector of the universe, could project energy blasts, create energy constructs, teleport, and possess superhuman strength and durability. You gotta have the superhuman strength. Like, what's a superhero without superhuman strength? Uh, key info. The first wearer of the quantum bands was Glockander, or Glakender, a member of the Stygian species. The Cree believed the quantum bands are the power bands of Wren, forerunners of the bands. Both the Quantum Bands and the Nega Bands are controlled via mental commands. And the Quantum Bands can project concussive energy and absorb energy and life forces. So that makes sense why Darbin was beating them hoes up. Because, yo, I was like, yo, for Captain Marvel to be the strongest in the universe... It's my captain. My captain. Oh, my captain. She was getting that ass beat. Tat, tattooed, foot to ass, belt to ass. It it was like, and it was three of them, mind you. It's three. You got one who can see light. You got one who can absorb it. And you got one who can turn light into physical matter. And it didn't matter. They was getting, they was getting beat the fuck up. It wasn't until that last fight. It wasn't until the last fight where they was like, they kind of like, once they got, I think they was untethered. I think that's what happened. No, they was still, yeah, they actually, they were still uh, entangled together. But yeah, they was beating their ass. They was beating their ass on that one. But she still outsmarted them. She hit them with the, she hit them with the, you know, that meme when it was like, call an ambulance but not for me and he pulled the gun out like that's what happened like (laughs) like that's really what happened in that scene so yeah man i i don't know and i say that because she had the quantum band plus the universal weapon so you know what i mean like she had the quantum band and the universal weapon so you like a lot of people are like, well, why is it glowing? Why is the universal weapon going purple? I think it's because of the quantum bands, if I'm just being real. I'm actually surprised that Monica was surprised that Captain Marvel was still trying to get her memories back. And I just wanted to bring that up because this is later in the movie when they actually do the the scroll technology memory technology again, and it's the three of them. And um, when she said, like, oh, I'm still. Like, Carol, it was crazy because Carol said it so candid. Like, she was like, yeah, I still use, you know, I still use this to, you know, track the memories that the crease stole from me. And she was like, oh, still, huh? Like, she was like, like, yeah, yeah, still, I still don't have that. And that's another reason why I kind of feel like, like, Carol, I, I know Tiana, or not Tiana, <laughs> I, that's her name, but. I know Monica wants her to really care about her. And I know she does because she knows that's her niece or whatever. But it's like she doesn't have that same connection because she doesn't really remember. She knows she can look at the pictures. Like, remember, she also said, oh, stop calling me Captain Marvel. I used to change your diapers. And Monica was like, well, blah, 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 blah. Like, and you threw up or whatever the hell. But I'm pretty sure she only knows that because she's seen a picture of it. She doesn't just know that. And like I said, when it comes to memories, you can see, you can feel, you can feel memories. Like, you know, shit. sometimes I think about some of them, woo, some of them crazy nights, you know, in the back of that thing. Oh, oh, it's a family show looking at Okay. In this memory, we actually get this confirmation that Maria and Carol actually had a reunion while monica was blipped you know she actually had a reunion and it's crazy because it, it was really it was a really sad one because she was like i know you're gonna beat it again you're gonna beat it again you beat it once you're gonna beat it again and she was like nah like <laughs> like she like you know you you I I mean I don't I don't I don't want to say it like that. Yo, knock on wood. You don't know. I, I I don't want even nothing like that. I hope I'm here for at least another 40 years. But 50 years, fuck it. Shit. I go I I love to be 82. <laughs> but shit. Um Some people, I don't I I don't want to say that. But anyways, she was just she she knew. I'll say that. She knew it. She was about to go, you know, and she was like this and that. But what I did think was a little weird and I get it because you're looking at your friend die and you have immortality. But, you know, you see her dying from cancer and she was like, you should have been Captain Marvel. And I just kind of found that crazy because you know what the Creed did to you. They took you. They took your memories. Yeah, you got all of these cool powers. That's cool. But. No. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if uh, she would have been kidnapped from Monica all of that time? Who who even knows who Monica's dad is? They never even mention it. Like, it's like she just has no dad in the MCU. Not none. I don't understand it at all. Like, why does she have a dad? But you look at it and it's kind of crazy that she would really kind of say that. Like, could you imagine she missed, she would have missed six years of her kid's life? And who knows if she could, would have ever came back? You know? Who knows if she would have ever came back to Earth? Would her kid even have... Well, I guess the kid knew Monica. Uh, or not Monica, but Monica knew who Carol was. So she would have still known who her mom was. But still. I just... Just a weird... I'm not saying she's wrong for saying it. Because she's watching her friend die from cancer and then internally she's like i'm immortal pretty much like i'm never gonna die it's been 30 years i still look the same you looked at maria she had grays all in her shit like she was looking down bad like you know what i mean (laughs) like you know so yeah that's i don't know but just wanted to mention that okay the next one so aladna is covered mostly by water i think it was 99.63 water compared to 70% on earth. That's a lot. Think about how much water we have. That's a lot of freaking water. Okay. So uh why'd she tell me? My mom just told me her my 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 uh Christmas gift, even though she was like, I'm not telling you what it is, and then she just told me just now. what the hell (laughs) love my mom's man like it's so hilarious because when we was talking she was like um yeah it's a big box man i was like "Ma, you saying it so much you making me want to know what it is all right what it is and she was like i ain't gonna tell you and then she just texts me what it is just now like well here's your christmas gift (sighs) you gotta love moms right but anyways back to the topic subject at hand um yeah, Aladdin is covered by a lot of water. There we go. Only thing I I thought was so weird because if it's ninety nine point six three, that would still leave a lot, but that means like where we have seen the singing planet, that little spot. That's it. That it can't be that much else. Like, and I was wondering, like a planet. I mean, it's a different planet, but bro, could you imagine those hurricanes? Oh my God, tsunamis out the whoa unless they just don't have any wind or earthquakes or whatever the hell we got to see how aladdin is uh set up if it's even still there that was one thing they did not show like okay well what happened to aladdin those are her people those are captain marvel's people and quick side note which this still a uh it's still uh one thing i missed or forgot to say Uh, We did get a mention of the brother's wife when he was FaceTiming her. So I was like, I'm not sure what, where was like, what I was like, where's the brother's wife? Because I'm just assuming, right. I don't know how it works in their culture, but most of the time when you get married, you live together and. I don't remember, not I don't remember, and I got to go back and watch Ms. Marvel. I'm not sure if I remember, but the brother stayed at home, I feel like. So that means the wife would stay with them, right? She was nowhere near to be found. She may, maybe she was somewhere with Nick Fury's wife. (laughs) Maybe they were just, you know, playing Scrabble, doing crossword puzzles. Playing tic-tac-toe, G.I. Joe. No, what is it? Tic-tac-toe, three in a row. Barney got shot by G.I. Joe. Like, who even thought of that? And why was that a thing? But still, like, maybe they started playing Nintendo. Who knows? Because neither the brother's wife. Now, maybe he was FaceTiming her. Maybe he wasn't. I think it was just a recording. Because if I'm talking to my wife, my wife i don't give a damn if it's nick fury we facetiming the whole time baby if i'm in space i'm in space and the funny thing i find about most movies even though they say the earth is round they don't show it <laughs> like what if earth is just like a half because that's all they show even when i watch like nasa or some shit. When I be watching NASA on YouTube, the space station, it just be like a half earth. I'd be like, damn, this shit crazy. Like. <laughs> oh, scattering. I just thought it was a little weird that we don't see his wife or Nick Fury's wife. And again, this is why I was just like, what was the point of secret invasion? What was the point of them showing us that disgusting, just brutally nasty kiss? between Nick Fury and that ball-headed scrawl, Ugh! Looked disgusting. Like he was kissing the back of a watermelon. Ugh, ugh. But anyways, and then she was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Even when they, was, uh, when they was trying to get everybody in the skate pods. Nowhere to be found. So Captain Marvel being the Princess of Aladna wasn't on my bingo card, but that happened. And I love how she kept downplaying it until she saw The Prince. Now, I think it's so funny, and I got a two-parter to this. Uh, a podcast I listened to, actually the same podcast I mentioned earlier, but only one shout out. Uh, the female said, oh, Captain Marvel's officially a Disney princess now. And I didn't even think about it like that, but bro, she is a Disney princess. like. They didn't say the queen, they said princess. She's a Disney princess, and also they pointed out how many people will be cosplaying. And I just wanted to say, yo, that's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, that's that's going to be wild as hell to see a lot of people playing cosplaying with that dress because it was a beautiful dress. The the red on top with the star, the Captain Marvel, uh, star actually is. Oh, yeah, this star right here. And, you know, with the blue on the bottom, that shit was fire, 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 fire. And and then another thing about it, and this is on the same subject, I just kind of find it hilarious. I got no tension whatsoever between Captain Marvel and Valkyrie when it comes to, like, them scissoring or whatever the hell. But I got strong vibes when it comes to her husband that she kept saying, oh, it's just political, blah, 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 blah. But I felt like it was a little more to it than that. That's how I feel. And people was calling me out like, oh, you know, every woman isn't into men. And I'm like, well, every every woman isn't into women. Like, right? Right? I just, you know. This ain't no anti or nothing like that. I'm just saying I just that's how I looked at it and I just kind of thought it was funny. But, yeah, Captain Marvel officially a Disney princess did not have that on my bingo card for the year. Because she's always just been like a toughie, you know. So I believe Goose had 29 flurkins. I think they said it was like 29 like those. They didn't even know what they were. And they turned out to be eggs. The only thing out that concerns me about that is like, well, how the hell did goose get pregnant? Cause it seemed like goose was just on earth for the longest. Like, do they get pregnant? I don't even know. Like, I'm pretty sure cats have like sex, right? Like, like most everybody, not everybody, but all I think all mammals have sex. Now, flirting, i don't know—a flerkin. What did you say? It's a mammal. I don't know, man. But I, it's like, where did where the come from, man? Where do you, where all these damn baby flerkins come from? So that was a little crazy to me. But I liked it. It was cool. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was fun. But yeah, flir- Goose had twenty nine flirtkins, I believe. So a lot of people, including maybe me, gave Marvel flack. For changing miss marvel's outfit but after watching the movie these new suits were Aladdin customs equipped with whipping scarves so yeah I, i'm not mad at it and actually the suit really looked good in that scenery with the whole you know the sinking and all of that it really looked good in that sense um you know just the still picture i did not like it but because bro, the suit that her mom, the suit that her mom made her is bro, five year. Yeah, this not it. Like I like this one. I like this one, but nah, I like the one that the the mom made her. It's it's way better. You know, so but I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. And the whipping scarf, hilarious. He was like, use your scarf. And she just, whoop, whoop, that shit was funny. So one thing I do find crazy, yo, Nick Fury still trust these flurkins after what happened with Goose and Captain Marvel. After he said he stopped trusting people and he still trusts these flurkins. Is it because they are kittens? They look like cats. So it's like, I don't know. Cause you know, cats are so cute. Like you just want to cuddle them. Rub on their heads and shit. Like, cats are so cute. So, I I don't know if it's something like that. But, yo, the way he just picked up these flurkins, like, as soon as it, like, hatched, the flurkins hatched out the eggs, he just picked it right up. And I'm like, okay, you already know this is a baby flurkin. Like, you know what they can do. And then it immediately just started trying to eat shit. And he was like, not my good eye. Like, and it it was funny. Like, I figured they just did it for comedic relief because everyone in the theater was cracking up. Like, seriously, everyone in theater was cracking up when he was like, not my good eye. So I'm guessing that's why they did it, but I just still find it crazy that he's still trusting the flurkins. So shout out to the guy watching a beautiful New York sunset and getting it interrupted by Flurkins. Barfing up humans. Can you imagine just chilling, laid out, having a 1v1, not even a 1v1, just a just a me, myself, and I picnic, a date, if you will. And then you see shit flying from space, crashing from space. So immediately you'd be like, Okay, are these aliens? You gotta think this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was two alien in is it two or three i think it was three because thor had an alien invasion but for show two in new york with uh the avengers and then uh what's the other one the avengers and then um um avengers infinity war actually three because then you had avengers endgame and i know that there had to be in new york but it because it was an Avengers compound, but it was it was still outside like the New York City, but still regardless in New York. So you have that, and then all of a sudden, all of these people get out, or not even his people, but a few people, and then these cats start throwing up humans. I don't blame him for running. I don't blame him for running. I'd have been petrified, terrified, mortified. Any five that sounds horrified. So this one I wanted to bring up, who made the bigger sacrifice, Monica or Loki? This is why I say the he- the heroes still have to lose in some kind of way in these superhero movies, man. And the Marvels was a clear like I think it was a I think it was evident. It was clearly evident when of that. So it was very emotional when she made her sacrifice to go on the other side of reality after Darwin did what she did, punching a hole in space-time. And what she did was incredible. You know, a lot of people are kind of giving it flack because they're like, well, why couldn't you just close it from the other side? Like, I don't know. The way she had to close it, she had to go on that side. Like, just stop. Like, some people just try to find anything wrong. Like, bro, that's how she had to do it. She had to go on the other side and do it. And I think if you really pay attention, she had to do that because she can see the light. So I'm pretty sure she saw she had to go on the other side. The other two, they can't see light like she can see it. So, of course, it just makes more sense that she was able to go and do that. This is why I say, who had the bigger sacrifice because she sacrificed herself along with Loki. Like, Loki sacrificed himself for the entire multiverse, but I'm going to keep it real. I love I love Loki, but, bro, like, it seemed like that was the only thing he could do. It didn't really seem like, I mean, unless you want to kill Sylvie, and that's not what he was on, so him sacrificing himself yeah it was a big sacrifice but i kind of feel like it was the only thing he could do you know and it was the the it was a big sacrifice i'm not saying that but shit like you was already you already was dead bro like loki was already dead you know what i mean <laughs> like bro you didn't ma- you didn't make those kind of sacrifices when you were on the sacred timeline like so i i think it's Monica to be so real with you I think Monica had the bigger sacrifice. Now, where does this sacrifice hold up? Because I think it may be the biggest sacrifice in the last two phases. spider Man's sacrifice was huge. You know, he sacrificed his relationship with his friends. With hope, with happy. You know, he sacrificed a lot, you know, wiping the memories away so everyone could just, you know, go back home and whatnot. So spider Man's sacrifice is huge. I really can't think of anyone else with such a huge sacrifice and who have the moment other than Loki and Spider-Man and the rest is uh, the rest. You would have to go back. To like the early, like the early Marvel days, like Tony Stark sacrificing himself two times. Tony Stark sacrificing himself twice in Avengers, and he sacrificed himself, obviously with the wormhole, taking a nuke up there to the to the aliens and dipping back, and then he sacrificed himself in Endgame, obviously, and then Captain America. He sacrificed himself in the first film, although um, he diminished to me, and I'm the only one who talks about this. He diminishes his sacrifice because he goes back on a sacrifice like he went back in time to be with Peggy. So you can't go back and live your days, man. Like <laughs> you, you, you cheated the sacrifice. So that's why his sacrifice is always a little bit diminished to me. And I can't really remember anyone else making such a huge sacrifice. So I think that's the top I think it's Loki, Monica, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Captain America. The five with the biggest sacrifices in the MCU. And I think Monica's is at least top three, at least top three. Because what Iron Man did, taking a nuke, like, that damn nuke could have blew up on him anytime. Like, remember, the nuke, like, landed on his back. I wouldn't even want the nuke to do that. Like, I, mm-mm, hell no. Hell to the no. So, you know, and it was no telling he could have came back or the Hulk would have caught him. Like, you know, he was willing to die for it. So, that's a huge sacrifice to me. And, obviously, what he did. I mean, he got the top two, and I think she might be right up under there. But again, Spider Man's was huge too. All right, we moving on. Let me know who's uh who had the bigger sacrifice though, Monica or Loki, in the comment section, or who had a bigger sacrifice of all time? Because, bro, imagine being stuck in just another universe. Crazy. So we now know Carol is powerful enough to power up a dying son. I mean, bro, how much stronger can she get? And this comes after, you know, Monica told her, well, I've done a lot of stuff over this last month or just this last couple of days that I haven't done or didn't know I can do. So, yeah, you can go and power up the sun. You can give Holly their son back. You know, go do that. Make that right. And she did go do that. And now we know that Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel is more. I don't want to say more powerful, but she's just as powerful as the sun. So another one I had was movies have to have sacrifice to make the movies have true stakes. This is why I had such a big gripe with Guardians and Ant-Man 3. Both the threes. Guardians 3 and Ant-Man 3. No one died in either movie. Except for Kane. The one that you're supposed to be building all of this around. He's died. Like, that was stupid. Guardians, I just... I get it. It was a farewell. Someone should have died. You gotta make... Like, people have to die to be like, bro. When you see someone die on film, it just... Like, bro, seeing um, who was it? Uh seeing Queen seeing Queen Mother die. I was gut, it was like a gut punch, especially after what happened with T'Challa, and that's how they start the movie off with T'Challa, the funeral, and all of that. And then also Queen Mother died, and then we gotta get another funeral. Like, damn, it hit different. And man, everybody just went on their happy way, got out of the quantum realm everything was everything. Guardians, oh, we say Rocket, that's it. It's all good now. We cool. We was all gonna go our separate ways. la dee da dee da dee da dee da da No huge sacrifices were made. You know, Quill was, I guess, about to do a sacrifice, but then his sacrifice was kind of like, I mean, shit. He got saved by Adam Warlock So I guess he had, I guess he had a sacrifice there, but I mean, did you really, I didn't think Quill was going to die at not one second, not one iota in me, not one grain of salt. I thought I was like, Quill was going to die, man. So yeah, you gotta, I think these movies to make them have real true stakes for people to really be invested because unless you just plan to say, fuck it, like, Yeah. James Gunn isn't going to do any more Marvel movies. So, yeah, of course, he's like, yeah, fuck you. Like, let's just, I want all my people to go about on a happy way. They could have killed Gamora. Shit, she already died in fucking Infinity War. Kill her ass again. Like, shit. She was, like, out of place. But anyways. So, I brought it up, but don't remember talking extensively about how Kamala recreated the iconic Nick Fury post credit scene from Iron Man 1, confirming the Young Avengers are are on the way. And I can't be more excited, or can I? Because what are the Young Avengers going to be? How long can Kamala keep playing a 17, 18-year-old? She's 21 now, judging the way that the reception of this was, which a lot of people liked it. It just didn't, a lot of people didn't go, I mean, I don't want to say a lot of people liked it, but a lot of the people that went to go see it liked it. It just didn't do well at the box office. And it's like, okay, young Avengers, you're already, you're talking about the three women. Now who's, who's, no young dudes to be in it. So who are you going to get to drive the force? because I mean, Amon isn't, she's not a box office recruiter. Like none of them are no one liked uh, Cassie, no one. And I'm, when I say no one, I literally didn't find it. It was like, it's a rare, it's a small pocket in the universe of people that like, uh, whoever that girl is. I don't remember, but her interpretation of Cassie Lane, no one really liked her. So that's already bad. Who who are you gonna get to drive sales for that movie? And then Kate Bishop, she was cool before a Disney Plus show. So you talking about Young Avengers? I don't see it coming at all. You talking about who Isaiah Bradley from Falcon and Winter Soldier? That shit ain't gonna work, bro. Like you you don't they don't have no Young Avengers, man. That shit's not coming. So that's why I'm like. <laughs> It's a cool thought, but I don't see it coming at all in no time soon. Marvel, Marvel going to play it safe a little bit. You already see Deadpool, the only movie coming out next year. Like, bro, they that's a, that's going to be – and I don't even want to say that's a guaranteed hit because, shit, I thought Ant-Man 3 was going to be a guaranteed banger, and it wasn't. Like, with Jonathan Majors and all the hype, it wasn't like the hype for marvel is like it's is no hype there. I think it, I think a lot of people will hype for Guardians because it's the Guardians, the Guardians they was able to put out their own video game. The Guardians have a big fan base now like from what they did in the movies. Now, mm-mm. the Marvel just the fan base isn't there. So pump the brakes on the Young Avengers or even hopes for it. And by the time they drop it, I mean, I'm not really trying to see, like, bro, Amon, she should already be like 17. If we don't get Young Avengers to like 2028 or some shit, who gives a fuck? I don't want to see that with no damn Miss Marvel. Girl, you better be fighting crimes alone, shit. So the post credit scene, we see... The Beast, or not The Beast, but we see Beast played by Kelsey Grammer, and we see a Maria, aka Binary, and she has both quantum bands on. So, I did research on this, and I'm going to just read it again. Binary. So, Binary is a Marvel superhero who appears in the mid credit scene of the Marvels. She is a duplicate of Carol Danvers in the comics, But a variant of Maria Rambo and the alternate reality uh, binary was introduced when Danvers was able to tap into primal forces of a white hole, which gave her properties similar to stars. The dual star symbol on her costume symbolizes a binary system. Binary's core concept was that she could embody the immense power of a star. She was able to access near-infinite cosmic energy, quickly becoming one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Canon. Or yeah, in the Marvel Canon. In her binary form, Danvers physical, in her binary form, Danvers' physical power and energy manipulation levels are much more powerful than in her regular state. She reached her upper limits when she helped to cleanse the Earth's sun from being gradually destroyed by an antimatter infection. So it's pretty much Carol Danvers but on like drugs, on steroids. I just thought we should point that out because I didn't know her name. And um some people were wondering if this is that 838 universe that 838 universe that Wanda actually went on a uh, bloodthirsty rampage on I don't think so because, yeah, because a lot of people was like, "Well, I mean, if this is Captain Marvel, which Maria was, how did she get killed by a big ass rock?" Like, nah, that couldn't have happened. Well, maybe she turned into binary. Um, I don't think so, and only why I say that because I mean, B said, "Professor or Professor Charles," or he says something like Professor Xavier. Wants to know what's up with the new... Ain't no way he alive. Wanda snapped that motherfucker's neck. I'm sorry. No way he's alive. Though it gotta be a different universe. I don't think so, okay? But it was nice to know that she was wearing both quantum bands, right? Wearing both quantum bands. Okay, so the Earth has a green glow. Is that because of Loki? I'm just asking. It isn't, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I'm asking y'all. Because when I was watching, the Earth just had a like a green glow to it. And I'm like, is this because of Loki? Or does the Earth just look like that? Like, I don't know. I was just wondering. You no, know, we don't got to stick on it. We don't want to stay on it. Okay, so the last one. So I'm with my movie date, right? And, I mean, we are watching the Marvels. and like it's like bliss like i mean we super marvel fans so we enjoying this and um she said and this is crazy because it was during this scene when they had the more the workshop and she was like oh no they they chemistry it might be better than the spider-man like she was like this scene might be better when uh this from no way better than the spider bros from no way home and i was like whoa calm down i was like you're doing too much now you're doing too i love the Marvels, but i'm like calm down and then when i went to see it in my second time i put my biases aside because y'all know i'm a super spider-man fan so i put my bias aside and i was like wait wait let me just watch this so my question to y'all was what was the better three-way workshop moment the marvels or spider-man no way home now this comes when in the marvels and we're going to just set out the scene we're going to lay it out in the marvels we got two or we actually got this we get this scene where the three ladies are in carol danver's spaceship and they're like well we got to try to get used to using these powers and they do all of this stuff they are like juggling or what they're throwing balls up doing using their powers catching it they playing double dutch and they going, it's it's going crazy. And it's such a fun time. It almost, it made me like almost happy tier because I really love superhero movies and Marvel just makes the superhero movies the best that I like. I really like how Marvel makes their superhero movies because it's all connected. And then, you know, it almost, it almost gave me that feeling like No Way Home. The only th- only why I would say personally, No Way Home was better because the moments was just a little more iconic. Like, even when you when they was like chilling and they was like, Oh, well, um, what did Spider Man say? Oh, well, who are some of like the best, craziest villains you fought? And then Toby's uh Peter Parker was like, Oh, well, I fought a um a alien made a black goo once, like, and then. Uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker was like, "Oh, I fought an alien too, on, on Earth and in space." Like, "Oh my God!" Like that shit is just so crazy. And then, and then, um, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker was like, "Oh, you guys, you you guys fought aliens? Oh man, I'm I'm so lame, man. I just fought uh a, a, a Russian dude in a in a robot rhino costume or whatever the fuck." And and then obviously you know, my man's Bully McGuire was like, don't say that. Like, you're amazing. You are amazing. Like, oh my God. Like, that shit is just iconic to the core. Like, you can't, I mean, come on. You don't, it don't get no better than that. So I like that. And that part when when Tom Holland was just like, so uh, like, you know, where else do uh, the webs come out of? Like, <laughs> Like, I think they just had a little more room to be iconic. And uh, the Marvels, that scene when they went crazy on Darwin was crazy good. But I just don't think the scene matched up as. And, of course, I have a bias here. So you can tax me on that or whatever. But, bro, that scene when all three Spider Bros, like, jumped off the damn Statue of Liberty and was swinging in unison. Come on, bro. That shit was fire, like. But I do like the whole thing with when they fought Darby. I I like that too. It was really good. I just don't think they had the. Uh, when it comes to the three of them, I don't think that they had like that same chemistry. Like even when they was like when um, uh, I was about to call him Genki. I think his name is Ned, right? Uh, when he was like, uh, Peter, and then it was all like. Oh, wait. Like, they got to do the point. I mean, that's just more. It's just so much more iconic. Like, bro. Like, and it is such an iconic meme. Like, even J. Cole said it. The Spider-Man meme is me looking at Drake. Like, bro. That meme is the point is iconic. It's in the Spider-Man 2 game. Like, so for them to be able to recreate that, that was fire. So I think they just had more time to be more iconic, to be real. Like, that scene from the Marvels when they was doing their workshop shit, I could have had at least an extra two or three minutes of that, like, you know, I could have had more of that, I, to be real with you, like, they cut a lot, like, they made it strictly 90 minutes, like. So that was the 28 things I missed in the Marvels. If you like this video, please like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube at Kevin27World. And if you enjoy this, listening to it, Please give a five-star rating on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It's your host, Kevin27. And please let me know what did you think I should have added or what did I miss? Was something that you liked about the movie? If you saw it twice, what did you see on the second time? Or something that you just liked that I didn't mention? Let me know in the comments below. And please believe until you make believers.